superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined on this Tuesday morning by Andrew Erickson and by our guest, Joe Dolan. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. We were talking, it's that time of year. We are already starting to have the exhaustion creep in of a long fantasy season. We're not even really halfway through yet. Oh, yeah. it's uh, And we got eight teams. Uh, excuse me. It's week eight, and we just had six teams on by, and now we have no teams on by, which is great for fantasy football, um, but not so hot for the waiver wire this week. So maybe if you're trying to improve your team, you need to be working the trade market, which is, well, that's what you brought me on to talk about. So I'm glad to, glad to be with you guys. We are very excited to have you. I want to get your guys both your opinions very quickly. We don't often cover the primetime games on the next morning show because everybody already watched. They already kind of know what's going on. But there was such a standout game on Monday Night Football from Jordan Addison. First of all, just the Vikings winning in general. Big surprise. But the real, real true breakout game, it felt like, for Jordan Addison. Seven catches on 10 targets, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Erickson, I'll start with you here. Just what was your kind of main takeaway from that Addison explosion? I mean, he's just a touch. I mean, honestly, I think this is what he's been doing all year. Like, he's been delivering splash plays. He's been catching touchdowns. He's tied for second in the NFL and receiving touchdowns behind only Tyreek Hill with six. So he's been running really hot in terms of efficiency, ripping off these big plays left and right. And in this game, he was really involved from a target share perspective. So, again, you know, whether Jefferson's there or not, like, I don't see or I don't envision his production and his efficiency, like, going down in any way. And what we found is when Jefferson plays with him, he's sufficient because coverage is not necessarily dictated to try to stop him. And through these last two games and, you know, pretty favorable matchups, like he's been able to expose defenses, especially on that play before the second half ended where he just rips the ball away and just runs into the end zone. Like that was just an amazing play. And he's a big play, big time playmaker. So uh, Addison, you're starting him every single week. Yeah, Joe, we, we have talked a lot on the show about how rookie wide receivers, you see that second half of the season explosion. Yep. Those are the types of players that often become league winners. You think we could be seeing that with Jordan Addison? Not that he has been inefficient early in the season, but just another step up. Well, the thing here is with with Minnesota, and I know we make fun of the Vikings and primetime cousins and all that stuff. Cousins were really good last night, by the way. Um, the thing about them, though, is since cousins has arrived in minnesota they've been what i like to call a narrow fantasy team they typically typically give it to one back i know that's not necessarily the case now they have two wide receivers and a tight end that they throw the ball to and you start those guys every week and jordan addison has just seamlessly gone into the adam Thielen role and you know i remember obviously in april four straight wide receivers come off the board and i Oftentimes forget which order those four wide receivers came off, but I'm stunned once again to see Jordan Addison, who who was a Blitnikoff Award winner at Pitt, then he goes to USC and is hugely productive. He falls to the fourth wide receiver drafted, and I'm not writing the book or closing the book on Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnson. I know it hasn't been great for Johnston so far, or certainly Zay Flowers, who has been productive as well, but 
it seems like we have to start to adjust these or these I, I guess it's not arbitrary but the old trope of oh if my wide receiver doesn't weigh x then i'm not drafting him yeah Devonte smith is a dog you know jordan addison is very clearly a dog and sometimes i think in the modern nfl if a guy can play he can play um we we've seen teams change the way they evaluate the quarterback position and certainly they're going to start needing to change the way they evaluate the wide receiver position because we're seeing some of these really small guys start to produce big time. Even Tutu Atwell, who I think is the lightest skill position player in the NFL, is making plays for the Rams. So you've got to maybe adjust your models a little bit when a player who can clearly produce like a Jordan Addison is coming into the league. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to look back on that wide receiver class in the first round in the years to come. And we knew it at the time when when guys at the same position go back to back to back to back that it's going to be one that you look back on. And uh, yeah, certainly Quentin Johnson bringing up the rear so far, but uh, cases to be made for any of those four guys. This is a running back show, though. We are going to talk about some week eight buy low, sell high running backs here. We're also going to talk about some of the most traded running backs. That's where we're going to start running backs. The number one most traded running back in you know the last day and a half since week seven ended, Rashad White. So, Erickson, I'll start with you here. Are you buying, selling, or holding on Rashad White right now? Um, remind me again who Rashad White plays on Thursday night, uh, the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> who are averaging like six yards per carry to running backs. They made the Patriots offense, the most inept offense on planet Earth, and the Giants look like they could move the ball, look like the 07 Patriots out there. So I want Rashad White. I'm buying Rashad White because everybody hates Rashad White. Because like, oh, he's not efficient. It's like, guys, like his run blocking is horrible. The Buccaneers cannot run the football. But you know who they can run the football against? The worst run defense in the NFL. The Bills defense is so injured all over the place. They can't make, they can't stop anybody. So if I need a running back with some upside this week, Rashad White is still getting all the snaps and all the usage that we want in fantasy football. So I'm buying Rashad White before this Thursday night game. And then if you want to trade him after that, that's the move to make, in my opinion. You want to sell high? That's the, the time to do so is after the Bills game, not before. So I'm going to buy Rashad White. Joe, uh, White's weekly finishes uh, in half PPR, RB 38, 9, 39, 20 by week, 37, and RB 16 last week. Again, that's in half PPR. Yeah. Are you buying, selling, or holding on him right now? I think he might be more of a hold. I like. I don't know if I want to sell him right now. Now, the, the thing is, they've clearly struggled to run the football. They were mixing in. Remember Sean Tucker? He was the big, uh, the big hot name early in the season. They tried it with him. I don't think he's played a snap since week three. Um, the last couple of weeks, they've tried to get Keyshawn Vaughn involved, and he can't get going. So Rashad White, even though his numbers aren't good, they're still better than the other options that they've tried, which to me indicates that he's the best back here. The concern I have is maybe the Bucks. They see this as an as an imminently winnable, winnable division. They go make a move at the trade deadline for another running back. That would be my concern with Tampa Bay. Um, but Rashad White is currently tied with Jameer Gibbs for RB21 in expected fantasy points. Obviously, he has not lived up to that in terms of actual fantasy points scored. He's down at RB31 in that department. He's more of a hold for me, though, because at the very least, he's getting the role. He has the check down role, and he's produced as a receiver. So he's just kind of a boring guy to have on your team. And then hopefully some better matchups come down the pike. Let's throw out some potential trades here. These are actual trades that have gone down in Fantasy Pros My Playbook involving Rashad White. So I want to get your guys' opinion on if you would also make these trades or if you wouldn't. 
first one here is we actually saw both of these Rashad White for Jackson Smith and Jigba. We also saw Rashad White for Jordan Addison. So for either of those two guys, Joe Dolan, would you have traded Rashad White? Not for Smith and Jigba. I sure would have for Addison. Um, I mean, Addison's looking like a like you guys mentioned, a potential league winner. I don't see a league winner in Rashad White's range of outcomes, even if I think he could still be a useful fantasy running back. Another one for you, Joe. Rashad White plus Jordan Addison for Justin Jefferson. I would I would make that deal. Uh, I typically like being on the side of the one in a two-for-one trade because the one is normally the locked-in starter and the other two, as good as Addison looked last week, Addison's not going to outproduce a healthy Justin Jefferson if Justin Jefferson is healthy, but I would I would take the risk on that deal for sure. Last four one, last one for you here, Joe. Rashad White plus Tyler Lockett for Kenneth Walker. So based on your general approach, it sounds like you would also do that one. I would do that one too because Walker's a locked in RB one, so I would do that one. Yes. Erickson, what do you think about any of those? There was Rashad White for JSN, Rashad White for Jordan Addison. There was White plus Addison for Justin Jefferson. White plus Lockett for Kenneth Walker. Any of those stand out to you, Erickson? Um, I think, yeah, going after the receivers, I think makes a lot of sense because I don't think as useful as Rashad White can be as like a he's a floor play. Like he's someone that you can just he's your RB2. Like that's what he's been all year. That's what he's going to be all year, probably just an RB2, but not someone that's going to be. Oh, I won my week because of Rashad White. Like that's probably never going to happen. Whereas these rookie receivers, we saw it during Amon Ross St. Brown's rookie year. It's like they get a pocket stretch of games where. They get a lot of targets and they're putting up 20, 25 points every single week and they're winning you weeks. I just don't seem, think that's going to happen with Rashad White, you know, regardless of who he's playing. So I would rather have the I'd rather be dealing white in most of those deals. There are always fun questions around the NFL this time of year, like who are the pretenders and who are the contenders? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just five bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. There are actually seven games on the week eight slate with a spread under a field goal. That's on DraftKings. So there should be tons of close finishes this week. My favorite of those games is probably Jags Steelers in Pittsburgh with Jacksonville two and a half point favorites on the road. Should be a fun matchup between the Jags offense and the Steelers defense. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And of course, as a Ravens fan, I'll be pulling for the Jaguars in that one. However, you guys plan to bet that game, get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
Guys, I, uh, I I rescued a dog over the summer, and in the three or four months I've had him, he's barked maybe four times, and of course he just started barking uh, while we're live, uh, you know, doing a show. So that's uh, that's always fun. Hopefully, it's not coming out too loudly. Uh, let's go to our next most traded running back here. And it's a rookie, Jameer Gibbs, coming off his best game in terms of fantasy and in terms of real life, too, as a pro for the Lions in that blowout loss to the Ravens. Joe, I'll start with you this time. Are you buying, selling, or holding on Jameer Gibbs? I'll probably buy on Gibbs. Um, I, the, the, the irony is his best game for fantasy comes in by far the Lions' worst game, just a complete uh, egg laying there against Baltimore. But I think you saw the player that we thought he could be. Check down option, explosive. He scored the 21-yard touchdown. Um, I, I And in this offense, as we saw last year, you know, the, the Lions had two top 20 running backs last year, and they replaced them both, uh, which tells you what they thought of those running backs. But in this offense, two fantasy relevant running backs certainly can um, can produce. And Jameer Gibbs, to me, like, even though he's the number two in Detroit, I'd rather have him than the number one on, oh, God, uh, at at least 10 teams, including Rashad White, who we just discussed. So, no, I, I'm, I'm buying on Jameer Gibbs. I think he's a solid... Um, Maybe not buy low after last week, but he, his talent was eventually going to win out in this backfield. Frustrating though he may be, when David Montgomery gets back, um, I think he's going to prove uh, over obviously last week and next week that he is somebody they need to involve in their offense going forward. Yeah, Erickson, he had 11 rushes, 68 yards, and a touchdown. He also had nine catches for 58 yards. So PPR monster there. Are you buying, selling, or holding on Gibbs, Erickson? Um, I'm going to sell, actually. I'm going to sell high on Jameer Gibbs. Again, looking at the offense, this was not a game that they played well. So I can't. I don't think the Lions are going to look back on the table and be like, oh my God, like we were so great on offense. Like, let's get Gibbs more involved in this in this offense. Like, again, he played 87% of the snaps. He scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. What did Gibbs do in the first half? Three carries for nine yards. Two catches for five yards when the game was already out of hand. So I don't think that they view Gibbs like fantasy managers are like after this breakout game they're looking like wow our offense was horrible we didn't have david montgomery we need to get david montgomery back in the offense they have a bye week in week nine they play the raiders week eight so i think if you have gibbs right now i think you got to hold him if you need to win this week because they're playing the raiders it's obviously a great matchup for him and montgomery doesn't come back which i don't anticipate he will but at the same time you know i didn't think montgomery was going to come back on that thursday game either and then he did and he scored three touchdowns (laughs) against the packers so Right now, I mean, Gibbs has been frustrating to own because of Montgomery, and the team loves David Montgomery. Like, I don't think they're going to get away from him. He's already been hurt, and they already went back to him already this year. So I've been tricked too many times with the Lions offense being convinced that, oh, well, they love this guy. He's so talented. They can't put the genie back in the bottle. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. So for me, I think it's an opportunity to cash out on Gibbs, thinking that another manager will be, oh my God, it's his backfield. Now he's the clear RB1 over David Montgomery. I mean, the rest of the season, we'd rather have David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs, like straight up. Like, I think I'd rather have Montgomery, to be totally honest. Like, what have we seen from this Lions offense that suggests, okay, they're going to totally go away from Montgomery and not take uh, and use Gibbs instead? I I don't think that's going to happen. So for me, I think it's a sell high. Again, selling high is always something that's not fun to do, but that's what makes it a sell high. Like, I think you can get a lot for him based on his performance in fantasy, not necessarily real life. Let's get into some trades here. By the way, uh, I don't know what the Lions are thinking, but uh, David Montgomery being out was not the reason they they lost that game. There was it was just a full. But but, that, but they can make the excuse like, oh, well, we didn't have yeah, Montgomery. They, we couldn't they establish can the run. Like make that exactly. point. Yeah. Um, 
All right, let's get to some trades here. Uh, and this first one I had put down before Monday Night Football. I didn't get to watch Monday Night Football last night. So I saw that there was some stuff with TJ Hawkinson and like injury, but like Kevin O'Connell was actually telling him to go down. I don't know if you guys can weigh, on in, the, weigh in on that better than I can. Uh, but the first trade I'd put down when putting this together yesterday was Jameer Gibbs for TJ Hawkinson. So Erickson, what do you think about that one? I'm not I'm not trading for tight ends like I don't I don't know I I feel like I'd rather have running backs I feel like there's enough tight ends that I can stream or do things like that I'm not someone that likes to go out and trade for tight ends especially with how bad running back is like all over the place so I'd rather just probably just keep I'd rather shoot for something more than Hawkinson to be totally honest with Gibbs what do you think about that one Joe Jameer Gibbs for TJ Hawkinson I think it's easier to as frustrating as the fantasy uh, tight end position is, it's easier to find a usable tight end than, you know, I had teams where I'm starting Jalen Warren at running back because of injuries, you know, so like I, I I'd probably shy away from that. Uh, Hawkinson had a couple of like uh, looked like lower leg tweaks, maybe a foot injury, um, but he came back in the game, um, obviously produced. So um, I, we'll, we might see him on the injury report this week, but um, it didn't look like anything to freak out about. By the way, Erickson, how about Jameer Gibbs plus Adam Thielen for Terry McLaurin plus Travis Etienne? Oh, yeah. I don't even need I don't even need McLaurin. They can keep him. I just want, I just want Etienne. <laughs> I, I Etienne's the best player in the deal. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of expected you would uh, you would err on that side, uh, Erickson, and I guess both of you. Um, and then yeah, the last one here is Jameer Gibbs plus Calvin Ridley for B. John Robinson plus Nico Collins. Joe, how do you make of that one? Oh, God, put me on the spot here. <laughs> Arthur Smith. Oh, um, Bijan Robinson plus Nico Collins. I'd probably take the Bijan side. Okay. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic for actual good players when Arthur Smith hates them. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Bijan side of that one. Erickson, you're going to be hitting more on Bijan in a second. But quickly, which side of that would you take Gibbs plus Ridley or Bijan plus Nico? Bijan, Nico said, easy. All right. Before you guys make any trades at home, you need to check out our trade analyzer at fantasypros.com slash my playbook or on the fantasy football my playbook app. Instantly see who wins any trade and how it shifts the balance of power in your league for the week, for the rest of the season, and even beyond for dynasty leaguers. Stay ahead and play smart with the trade analyzer on fantasypros.com slash my playbook and on the fantasy football my playbook app. Guys, let's get into the meat of the show here. The buy low running back segment. Joe, we will start with you. Who is your top buy low running back right now? Uh, It's Tony Pollard. Um, And uh, there was this kind of narrative going around that um, the Cowboys, you know, the the red zone offense. By the way, everyone's red zone offense sucks. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed that. But the red zone offense stinks because they don't have that pounder like Zeke Elliott going. And that's why, Tony, you know, Tony Pollard isn't cut out to be a bell cow. And, well, I will tell you this. By expected fantasy points per game, which basically weights his touches and opportunities by where they are located on the field, Tony Pollard is number two among all running backs to only Alvin Kamara right now. Alvin Kamara's expected fantasy points per game is is otherworldly, but Tony Pollard's is second. He's currently down at the RB14 in fantasy points per game, though. And coming out of the bye, I think the Cowboys offense is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a great offense, but I think Tony Pollard is going to positively regress. I think he's going to score more touchdowns, catch a few more passes, and the Cowboys are going to eventually play a normal game. Like they just haven't really played a bunch of normal games this year, either 
getting boat raced or doing the boat racing. And in normal games, I think Tony Pollard is going to have that 65 to 75% snap share, a solid target share. And I think he'll be their red zone back. He is my top buy low. I mean, that that is a guy who's producing like an RB2 right now who has a hammer RB1 workload. And, and that's the kind of guy I want to buy on. What kinds of, you know, big names would you be willing to give up for him? Like maybe a big name receiver? Are you looking at guys in like that low end wide receiver one range? Would you only want to trade a high end wide receiver two? Who would you be willing to move for Pollard? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Like I, I would think it, it is like the low end wide receiver one type of guys. Those uh, the the wide receiver two guy who not not your Amon Ross St. Browns. You know, I'm not trading an Amon Ross St. Brown or I'm not trading like an AJ Brown for, for Tony Pollard, but I'm willing to maybe part with a Devonte Smith. I'm willing to part with um, a Michael Pittman type of guy, Christian Kirk. I wonder if those are the kind of guys that you can get or trade for Tony Pollard. Um, DJ Moore. I think I'd be willing to trade for Tony Pollard as good as DJ Moore has been. It's been kind of the, it's been kind of all or nothing with him though Tyson Bagent might change things. It, it's it's a it's a trade, though, with Pollard, who I feel like he could legitimately be the number one running back rest of season. And and the role suggests that the production has not so far. Erickson, you've also got a big name running back here as your top buy low. Bijan Robinson. Look, stock hit rock bottom. This is when you buy low. This is the exact definition of buying low on a running back. He can't possibly have a worse game than he did this last week. And like we all kind of know what happened. But for those that are just tuning in, it's like he had one touch because he was dealing with a headache. He came out and said that after the game, he just wasn't feeling right. He felt bad on Saturday night. He tried to take some medicine on Sunday morning. He did not feel good. So although like the narrative around is that, oh, well, Arthur Smith hates B. John Robinson. I mean, B. John Robinson just wasn't like up to playing. And just based on the fact that they went to the game thinking that he was he was going to play. But then before the game, Bijan's like, I can't I can't go, coach. So I was like, OK, then I'm going to use these other running backs. Like the, this is a one off, very weird circumstance that happened. But people are going to hold this against B.J. Robinson because I started him and he got basically zero points. And they're going to be frustrated because Arthur Smith does this anyway with his players. But we saw week one with Drake London. Drake London was not involved at all. What happened after week one? Drake London has a 23% target share and it's the number one receiver in the offense. It's been pretty productive since him basically putting up a dud in week one. So the offense is going to get back to B. John Robinson. And therefore, I just see this as a good value proposition to buy on a guy like Robinson, especially when you look at his playoff schedule. It's really, really good. And you're never going to get him cheaper than you are right now. So people are freaking out. I think that you could honestly get like Deontay, that you could sell high on Deontay Foreman and probably get Bijan. Like there are there are trades that are going to happen in leagues like that because people are freaking out about Bijan. So uh, that's the move that I would make. The expert consensus rankings and the rest of season running back rankings in half PPR has Bijan. He did drop a couple of spots. He's still RB five in those consensus rankings. Same question that I, I gave to Joe Erickson. What kind of guys are you looking? You know, what kind of names can you throw out that you'd be willing to move? Maybe at a different position, like a wide receiver. Is it kind of that same range, or maybe even a little more aggressive than uh, he was for Pollard? Uh, no, I think it's probably the same similar types of players. Like I, I always think just it's good practice to smell to to sell wide receivers after they have big games because wide receivers are naturally more volatile than running backs anyway. And wide receivers have big games and they have bad games the next day because of the matchups that they're playing, whether it's zone man coverage. Like that's why it's so it fluctuates outside the really top tier wide receivers, whereas running backs are are much more consistent. And with Bijan, how good he is involved in the passing game, I I think that he's just such a good person to buy. And again. I think anyone that had a big, good, big week this week, 
that's who you should be packaging to go and get Bijan because that manager is really frustrated. I have Bijan in a bunch of spots and yeah, it sucks, but it's life. Like people wouldn't be holding us against him if he was just ruled out before the game. Like he wouldn't be being docked nearly as much. It's just a, a bad run out overall uh, for fantasy or, managers. Or if the Falcons actually put him on the injury report like they should have. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing too. Which, <laughs> like, which, like, which, I mean, which the NFL is also like investigating now because yeah. they didn't put him on the injury report. So Arthur Smith might get a nice, a nice yeah, there, there's, in the there's mail. no head coach in football that's going to get less benefit of the doubt from <laughs> fantasy managers than Arthur Smith. So that's thoroughly unsurprising. Uh, let's get to the sell high running backs here. Joe, who's your top guy? Uh, it's Derrick Henry, and look, uh, Derrick Henry, it feels like the Lucy with the football every year with him. It's like, oh, this is the year I'm defeating Derrick Henry. And then he has a bad week, well, a great week one, and then a bad week two, and then he goes nuts the rest of the year. But the Titans trading Kevin Byard, uh, the safety, to the Eagles suggests a teardown is coming. Now, I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to be part of that teardown. So there's two angles here. Does Derrick Henry end up in a spot where maybe he becomes the bell cow? Or does he end up in a spot where he's not the bell cow? And he's kind of part of a rotation, which is like where he is in Tennessee right now. Because Tajay Spears is playing a pretty significant role in that backfield. And, if, and the other angle is if the Titans hold Derrick Henry and this team just gets worse because they sell other parts... Does Tajay Spears' role increase? There's too many variables here. I'd look to move Derrick Henry, uh, if at all possible. If he does get traded by the Titans, is there a spot that you're hoping he would land if he's on your team? So if I were, let's let's just say if um, the spot where if I was folding a, uh, folding an, a 19 against the dealer holding 18 and the dealer gets a three, um, that would be Baltimore to me. Because Baltimore, Baltimore is the spot where I feel like he could get traded and they could put him in that offense and he would be the guy. Look, look, he's like he's they have Gus Edwards, right? Derrick Henry is like three times Gus Edwards. Like, that's what he is. Baltimore is the spot where if he if I have Derrick Henry and I'm like, Dolan, nobody wants to trade for him in my league. That's the spot where I would hope he goes, because the Ravens look like a Super Bowl contender to me after what they did to the Lions. And it's just that running back position, which is fine. It's functional right now for them with Edwards and Justice Hill. But that's the spot where I'm like, man, that could Derrick Henry could be a real game changer. Yeah, it's interesting. They need the Heisman backfield. They need to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Heisman backfield. (laughs) That was so fun. Uh, It's Baltimore so interesting because like. On the one hand, they already have a guy who, like, is in the same box as Derrick Henry in Gus Edwards, like, stylistically. But you're right. Henry's just so much better at that thing. So it's not like he differentiates the skill set in the backfield. He just significantly improves. So that would be super fun. uh, And that would be – that. that's just the the logical move because what kind of team should be trading for an older running back? The team where that running back is going to make that fractional difference that could mean – the difference between a championship game loss and a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. I, again, as a Ravens fan, I would be super on board with that. Uh, Erickson, who's your top sell high running back? It's going to be uh, Deontay Foreman uh, for the Chicago Bears coming off a three touchdown game in a smash spot against the Las Vegas Raiders. Guys, we did this last year with Deontay Foreman. He had a game where he scored three touchdowns. And what did he do the next week? Scored five fantasy points. <laughs> like, I really don't think that this is too hard to parse through. Like. He's benefited a lot from injuries in the Bears' backfield, giving him the starting role. You know, again, the great matchup against the Raiders. The matchups coming up are not nearly as favorable for Deontay Foreman. What happens when Roshan Johnson comes back? What happens when Khalil Herbert comes back? Like, there's just too many question marks with this backfield overall where 
this is the perfect time to sell out on Deontay Foreman. Like coming off just the absolute monster game. I think that putting him on the block, packaging with another player to try to move up at running back, package Foreman to try to get Travis Etienne. Like do whatever you can. Like do things like that. You know, we talked about some of these buy low running backs. Add a receiver, go get Tony Pollard. Add a receiver, go get Bijan Robinson. Like this is the move to make, I think, when it comes to Deontay Foreman, because it'd be one thing if this was like a rookie running back, like having a massive breakout game, but we've done this same song and dance with Deontay Foreman, not just last year, but the year before that. Like, there's a reason why teams are not signing him to like this lucrative deal. Like, he does, he plays running back, but he was a healthy scratch to like the beginning of the season. Like, he was behind Kelly Herbert and Roshan Johnson. So, I get that he had a great game, but I think it's the perfect time, perfect opportunity to sell high on Deontay Foreman. If you guys need new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They have exceptional service, and you get a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have this really cool feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance, as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels now here's a pro tip from the experts at discount tire you can prevent wear and boost the gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety so if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check discount tire let's get you taken care of wide receivers We will dive right in here. We are talking some week eight, buy low, sell high, wide receivers. And we're going to start with our most traded wide receivers segment. And we're going to start with the number one most traded wide receiver right now. And that's T. Higgins, actually, coming off of the bye week. And Joe, I'll start with you. Are you buying, selling, or holding on T. Higgins right now? No, that he is a, an absolute massive buy for me right now. He's coming off of a buy. So I'm buying him off of a buy. Um, he had a... Uh, a depressed role. I think he played only 54% of the snaps in their last game when he was playing uh, through the rib injury, but Cincinnati is comfortably um, back to being a pass heavy team. Uh, they're, they had a plus 23% pass rate over expectation in week six. So Joe Burrow is obviously getting back to health. Um, and they were a plus 16 uh, percent pass rate over expectation team in their final six games with Higgins last season. And he scored um, basically uh, over 20 points per game in those games. His value is about rock bottom right now. Um, and I never want to sell a guy when his value is rock bottom, especially when he's on a team that looks like it's getting bit better. T Higgins is a massive buy low for me. Yeah, you had wanted to potentially even include him in our buy low segment. And then mm -hmm. I was like, you don't actually have to because he's the most traded guy. So we're going to talk about him anyway. Erickson, are you uh, in lockstep here? Are you buying or are you considering selling or holding? No, 100%. You got to buy T. Higgins. Look, I think that the thing with Higgins, you can't get lost is this is a guy that we've already seen produce wide receiver two numbers every single year of his career. Like he's already done it. So the fact that he's been so bad, all it means is like at the end of the year, he's going to be wide receiver too. Like that's what he has done at the NFL level. So what does that mean? Well, it means he's going to finish much higher than his wide receiver 60 ranking <laughs> that he's been so far throughout the year. So how does that happen? Well, it means he's going to put together a lot of wide receiver one weeks. So I love T Higgins as a buy. There are so many receivers that you've been frustrated with that you have on your roster that 
just flip him to get T. Higgins. Like that's the move I would make. And I think that T. Higgins is probably my one of my most rostered players, like entering this week, if I can get him in a trade coming off the bye week. He is, you know, ranked in a buyable range too. He's dropped down to wide receiver 29 in the consensus rest of season rankings. And, you know, again, that's in half PPR. Um, so that's an area where if the person who has him in your league agrees with that ranking you could make a very compelling offer for that these are some trades that actually have gone down in my playbook involving t higgins these are all real actual trades so i want to get your guys's opinion on them whether we like them or dislike them and the first one and erickson i'll start with you is t higgins for sam laporta now we talked in the running back segment how you're not a big fan of trading for tight ends laporta has been quite good as a rookie would you trade t higgins for sam laporta if you needed a tight end erickson I think, yeah, I mean, if I need a tight end, I think it makes sense to do if you don't want to stream the position because Laporte is kind of having like a breakout and I think that his role is going to stay steady throughout the rest of the season. Um, and receivers, you can kind of, I think you can replace a little bit easier than and tight end, different from running back. So, yeah, I think I would make that deal. I think it's fair, um, but just based on positional need. Yeah. What do you think about that one, Joe? I'd take the Higgins side. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just think Higgins is the guy who's going to look like a league winner by the end of the year, uh, at least more likely to be a league winner out of this, even though I, Sam Laporte has been great, but I want the Higgins side. Yeah. Joe, sticking with you, T Higgins plus Jalen Waddle for mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of big names. In that I'll, take, I'll take the, I'll take the chase yeah. side, but I also think Waddle is kind of a buy low receiver. So like normally, normally in those two for one trades, like I mentioned on the last episode we did, it's somebody trying to trade you two potato chips for a cheeseburger, you know, like, yeah. Oh, I have, but there's two of them. <laughs> no, but this one, this one's much closer to two like real value, but I'd still take the chase side. Erickson. Chase side. Yeah. 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 It's tough to, to pass up chase, but it is it is a lot of value. That's uh, a fun one. Uh, and then the last one here, Erickson T Higgins plus James Cook for CD Lamb plus DJ Moore. Again, that's Higgins and James Cook for CD Lamb and DJ Moore. I think I'd rather have the Higgins and Cook side. I mean, Cook is a running back that you can start like that in itself is worth a lot of value, even though he's he's. Not without his flaws, you know, with the Bills offense. I mean, he's still good enough to you can play as a RB2. And again, we talked about Higgins. Like Higgins, I think, could be a wide receiver one, you know, through the rest of the season because he's got it. He's got ground to catch up to be a wide receiver two when it's all said and done. So I like the Higgins side. You know, Lamb has been okay. You know, he's been kind of up and down um, this year. And DJ Moore is going to be a wide receiver two at the end of the year, too, because that's what that's his MO. So I would rather take upside with Higgins and, you know, shore up my running back spot with Cook. Joe, how about that one? Higgins and Cook for Lamb and Moore. Uh, I see DJ Moore is a blind spot for me because I never get him right ever, um, just ever. And maybe it's because he's never had a good quarterback. But the one thing that concerns me here and why I lean to the Lamb and Moore side is the fact that Buffalo has been kind of sniffing around other running backs. There's been the rumors, you know, Leonard Fournette, and then that turned out not to be true, or at the very least, he didn't actually visit. And I wonder if they still don't trust cook in like that that grinder role when it gets to november and december and the temperatures start falling into the 30s in in buffalo are they going to go to more latavius murray um damian harris is obviously on ir after the scary situation in the primetime game um and i wonder if that's going to give them the impetus to go get a bigger running back which could in which could hurt james cook's role that that's the reason i'm going to lead to the lamb and more side here 
Before we move on with the show, let's take a second to talk about Factor. As somebody who's trying to eat healthier, I try not to go out to eat as much as I used to, but I found that it gets pretty tricky to cook from home all the time, especially now that we're all so swamped during football season. Fall is the best time of year, but it's also probably the busiest for us. My solution is Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, which delivers chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals straight to my door. It helps me stay on track track with my healthy lifestyle, and most importantly, it saves me time. Factor's meals are fresh, never frozen, and ready in just two minutes so I can skip the grocery store trips and food prep and still get all the nutrition I need. And they've got different categories to best fit your needs, whether it's effortless meals with lunch to go, health-conscious options with Calorie Smart, upscale meals with Gourmet Plus, or even a pure extra boost with Protein Plus. Oh, and they've got tons of breakfast and snack options as well. I love the breakfast ones. Whichever you choose, with Factor, you can rest assured you're making an environmentally sustainable choice. Head to factormeals.com slash fantasypros50 and use code fantasypros50 to get 50% off. That's code fantasypros50 at factormeals.com slash fantasypros50 to get 50% off. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Right now, I want to take some time to celebrate our everyday champions, our cars. Thanks to eBay Motors, we're keeping our rides running as smoothly as our fantasy teams. Our cars are more than just vehicles. They're partners in our daily hustle. They're there for the early morning commutes, the weekend getaways, and every crucial errand in between. Remember those times your car was the MVP, getting you to that important meeting or helping you make a last-minute pickup? Just like the right player in fantasy football, the right car makes all the difference in our daily game of life. The dependability a car provides is one of the cornerstones of our daily lives, which is why it's so important to maintain our vehicles the way we maintain our fantasy teams. Just like a well-managed fantasy team, maintaining your car requires strategy and foresight. It's all about knowing when to make those crucial upgrades or timely repairs. Ever experience the triumph of a DIY fix on your car? That perfect moment when everything comes together and your vehicle runs as smoothly as planned? That's what eBay Motors brings to the table. Ensuring each part you choose is not just a temporary solution, but a perfect fit for your car's needs. Speaking of perfect fits, whether it's choosing the right fantasy player or finding the ideal part for your car, the right fit can make your day. There's a unique satisfaction when everything falls into place, be it a winning fantasy lineup or a car part that enhances your ride. That's why eBay Motors is dedicated to making sure you get that perfect fit every time. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Guys, the other most traded wide receiver right now is Amari Cooper. So, Erickson, are you buying, selling, or holding on Cooper? I'm going to buy Amari Cooper. This is always the move to make. You buy him after he has horrible games because it means that the good game is coming next because he's always boom or bust every single week. And look, the usage was still really good for him last week, even though he was horrible. He had two catches for 22 yards. Um, He had 123 air yards, you know, 45% air yard share. Like he's still seeing all the downfield targets that you could possibly want in the Browns offense. I know Deshaun Watson hasn't been good. I know PJ Walker hasn't been good, but you know, Cooper got it done against the 49ers in, you know, bad weather. He got it done against a tougher defense. So who's to say he can't get it done this week? Like again, Seattle Seahawks, like Baltimore Ravens, Arizona Cardinals are some of the matchups coming up for the Browns. 
I don't think that's a bad spot to try and get Cooper because you can get him so cheap because people are sick of him. He's like, oh my God, he sucked. Like, but it was like, they have a rotating dork carousel at the quarterback position. Of course, he's going to be inconsistent, but he's still clearly the alpha in that passing game. I just think you can get him super cheap. So for me, Amari Cooper, dominant air yard share this year, sixth overall in the NFL of 45%. So um, I'm going to buy Cooper. Joe, what, what do you think about Cooper? His rest of season ranking right now is wide receiver 17. Okay, so here's the deal with Amari Cooper. I'm going to both buy and sell him. Okay, here's why. I am going to buy Amari Cooper when he has a home game coming up. And then I'm going to go right back to the trade market and sell him when he has an away game coming up. This is absurd, guys. This is Scott Barrett at Fantasy Points, my colleague, has tracked this over the years. And every year it happens. Over the last seven years, Amari Cooper averages 78 yards per game and 18 fantasy points per game at home he averages 52 yards per game and 11 and a half fantasy points per game on the road what are his splits with the cleveland browns 70 excuse me 80 yards per game at home 17.5 DraftKings fantasy points 54 yards per game and 11.5 DraftKings fantasy points literally the exact same that it's been when it's in his time with the cowboys and in his time with the raiders it is absurd um, over so ranking him for this season, he would be the wide receiver 10 at home and the wide receiver 44 on the road. He's coming off a road game. And like, I know that sounds so weird, but Amari Cooper literally must be, he needs to somehow hire somebody to, to, to drive a U-Haul with his <laughs> own bed in it to every single road game. He's got enough money to do it. He <laughs> needs to do that. It is absurd. And at some point, you have to acknowledge that the sample is large enough to say Amari Cooper just does not sleep well at hotels for some reason. I, I was just going to say, uh, he clearly hates hotels. Can we get him a sponsorship with Airbnb or something like, like and get his road, road well, woes I, fixed? I'd it, like to get like, Amari Cooper's like take. I wish a report would be like, hey, like, so we've noticed this trend where you're really good at home, but like you don't produce on the road. Like, do you do you have any like take on that? He's like, he would come back and be like, you know what? I really don't sleep that great in hotels. Like, if you just came out and said that, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, like, we have justification on why he's supposed to submit. He's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, what's 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 the bed that Dak Prescott is the spokesperson for? Yeah, sleep number. We got to yeah. get Amari Cooper in that campaign and, <laughs> and get his, his rotos fixed. But, yeah, it's because it's not just one team, right? It'd be one thing if it's like, oh, he really it's likes the Cowboys stadium. It's three yeah. teams now. It's it's bonkers. Uh, we, we've got some uh, real trades that have gone down here involving Cooper that I will run by you guys. Joe, starting with you this time. Amari Cooper for Damian Pierce. Oh, Cooper side by far. I'm worried. I'm I'm scared S-less about Damian Pierce. I think that I, I think there is a non-zero chance Devin Singletary takes over that backfield. So, no, oh, I, wow. I want the Cooper side easy. Erickson, how about you on that one? So I actually like the Pierce side, like, and I understand the concerns with Singletary and how more involved he was in the last game before the bye week for the Texans. But didn't we see Alexander Madison, like, be more involved before Monday Night Football? Like, these backfields can turn on a dime. And I think that we're overreacting, I think, to one game when it was Damian Pierce for five straight weeks of, like, straight bell cow usage and Devin Singletary. Because the week before Devin Singletary was more involved, he didn't have a single carry in the game. So... I'm not willing to buy it as Singletary's taking over until I see two weeks of it. And if I'm a week late, so be it. But I'm not going to miss Damian Pierce against the Carolina Panthers. Because if he gets 25 carries against that defense, that dude's going for 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I like Damian Pierce, especially with Cooper on the road this week at Seattle. 
Next one here. Um, yeah. Amari Cooper plus Deontay Johnson for Calvin Ridley plus Joe Mixon. Again, that's Amari Cooper and Deontay Johnson for Calvin Ridley and Joe Mixon. Joe, what do you think about that one? Uh, I'll take the the Ridley and Mixon side. Um, Ridley's been a, a disappointment. And Mixon, um, I, I talked on our last episode how I target – I like to target running backs who are underperforming their expected fantasy points. Mixon has drastically underperformed his expected fantasy points in each of the last two seasons. So maybe this is just who he is, but a running back with Mixon's role, they so few of those guys exist that, that I'll probably be buying them at at every opportunity. And as I mentioned with Higgins, I just think that Bengal offense is getting better. Okay. Erickson. So which side would you take on that one? So I actually like the Joe Mixon side. So Again, Joe mentioned it about Mixon, how he's like underperforming at like all facets. And we kind of saw this last year, too. But what happened last year is he he cashed in that regression in that one massive game against the Panthers. That game's probably not going to happen this week because they're playing the 49ers. But the week after that, the Bengals are playing the Bills, who are the worst run defense in the NFL. So that's going to be your Joe Mixon four touchdown game. And you want to make sure he's on your team. So get him now. Bad match against the 49ers. You can get him super cheap. Get him against the Bills, and I think that he'll give you a an RB1 performance that you'll be glad you had him in. One more here. Amari Cooper and Justin Fields for Bijan Robinson and Chris Olave. And I do just want to mention we're going to get a little more detail on Olave later. He was arrested last night. It appears like it's not, you know, I don't want to say it's not serious whenever a guy gets arrested. He was apparently going 70 miles per hour in a 35 zone, so reckless driving. As of right now, we're kind of operating under the assumption that he's not going to miss any time for this. So operating under that assumption, and you know, we'll change our you know opinions if things change. But operating under that assumption, Amari Cooper and Justin Fields for Bijan Robinson and Chris Olave. Joe, what do you think about that one? Well, one trade, and now I'm I, I don't know if this is a super flex league or not, but there is one player in this deal who, in theory, might lose his job. Like, where I think we're a long way from crossing that bridge. But you have to be, admit Tyson Bajan, a UDFA out of a D2 school, has acquitted himself pretty well in what we've seen of him so far. They, the Bears offense moved decently. Um, and Justin Fields has a thumb injury right now. I have to take the the Alave side of this deal. I have to. I don't, th- I don't think Alave is going to face discipline. We'll see if more details come out. I don't think he will face discipline. But I, that, to me, looks like two useful players for a guy – uh, for Amari Cooper in a deal where one of the players might be completely useless for fantasy football the rest of the year. Erickson, Amari Cooper and Justin Fields or Bijan Robinson and Chris Olave? I want, so for me, I want Bijan. And so the other guys are just kind of like parts like Olave or yeah. Cooper. Like they're both boomer bus wide receivers. I don't really, you know, they're indifferent to which one I have. Like they'll have their weeks here and there. Um, and then Justin Fields obviously comes, I think, with more risk than Bijan. Look, I get people are be like, oh, well, Bijan's going to lose his job to Cordero Patterson. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'll take the Bijan side with Olave. Joe, let's move to our buy low wide receiver segment, and I'm going to spoil yours. It's Devontae Smith, and I bring it up because one of our listener questions was actually, yeah. is it time to offload Devontae Smith? So clearly, if you have him in a buy low segment, you're hoping he offloads him onto you. Right. So here's the deal. First and foremost, Nick Sirianni is the single most reliable greasy wheel squeaker that there, uh, uh, excuse me, squeaky wheel greaser that there <laughs> is in, uh, in, in fantasy football. And I know Devontae Smith has been a little frustrated with his role. He also um, had some uncharacteristic drops in that game against the Jets. There's another factor here for Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown is on an all-time heater. 
Like literally AJ Brown has had 125 receiving yards in five straight games. The only other player to do that in the Super Bowl era is Calvin Johnson. So if AJ Brown does that again this weekend against the commanders, uh, who he torched for 170 and two a couple weeks ago, they've since benched Emmanuel Forbes, then he's going to break the NFL record. And I think they're going to give him an opportunity to do that. But there is a couple of factors here for Smith that I like. Number one, the Eagles are still a pass heavy team. They are currently tied with the Jaguars for sixth most pass heavy team in terms of pass rate over expectation. So, you know, they're going to come out and they're going to throw the football. Number two, last year, Per our, our data suite, our self-charted data at fantasy at fantasy points, Devontae Smith had a 29% first read target share right behind AJ Brown at 32.1%. That has gone way in the favor of Brown this year. Brown's second to only Garrett Wilson in terms of first read target share at 42.3%. Devontae's down at 22.8%. I think that levels out as the season goes on. The Eagles are throw- the Eagles still aren't clicking 100% well. Jalen Hurts is turning the ball over a lot. He's already turned it over more than he did last year. And it does seem like they're just riding A.J. Brown's heater. But I do think A.J. will cool off a little bit. Devontae Smith is going to emerge as a strong wide receiver, too, in uh, the second half of the season, much like he did last year for the Philadelphia Eagles. Erickson, Devontae Smith is wide receiver 16 in the rest of season rankings. Is that too high, too low, or just right? I think it's fine. Um, You know, Devontae Smith was someone I – wasn't drafting a ton of this year because I had concerns about how he wasn't as involved at the beginning of the first half of last year until Dallas Goddard got hurt. And then we saw Devontae mm-hmm. Smith just go on an absolute tear and it even trickled over even when Goddard came back. So everyone was like, oh, like he's going to be fine. And clearly that has not been the case because, you know, it's really hard to feed three guys. And, and if you've noticed too, like while AJ Brown has had this absolute heater, Dallas Goddard has also been much more productive too. So eventually things are going to balance out Devontae Smith is going to improve at what he's done so far. So I think that he does make sense, you know, as a buy low, especially because he's getting still a ton of targets. It's an offense you want parts of. Um, Although, you know, Jalen Hurts, his health is a little bit concerning, you know, how he's going to hold up for the rest of the season, the way that he plays. Um, But overall, still want to buy Smith. Time now for our favorite segment. It's the Uber Eats player. We'd give up almost, almost anything for this week. That player is Erickson's buy low wide receiver, Jalen Waddle. So Erickson, what makes Waddle such a great buy low candidate? Well, first of all, he's on the Dolphins. So you, you, want, you want pieces of this offense and kind of similar to the Devontae Smith, AJ Brown comparison, you know, Terry kills obviously like on an absolute heater, like just commanding the highest percentage of targets in his offense he is essentially like the main part of why the Dolphins offense has been so productive along with the running backs. Um, but Jalen Waddle's still been seeing decent usage. He got 19% target share. He's dealing with a back injury on Sunday night football. Still was really productive, caught six balls um, for 63 yards on six targets. So it's just like eventually like Waddle's going to have that massive game. Like it's going to come because we've seen it too often from him. Like remember, he's been a wide receiver one in fantasy his first two years in the NFL. And there's no reason to think that, oh, he's just going to finish where he is now, which is currently wide receiver 35. Like it's going to regress to the mean, which has been an average for Waddle as a fantasy wide receiver one. So I think that he's always the guy that I want to buy. It's just going to take one big week from him where he goes for 200 yards because we know that's in his range of outcomes. So I want to make sure I have him for that deal. And then if I want to sell him after that, I can I can do that. But I want to make sure I'm ahead of the curve on Jalen Waddle before he has that massive game. 
Joe, Jalen Waddle is wide receiver 13 in our rest of season consensus rankings. Too high, too low, or just right? It's just right. I, I am a little concerned about that back injury, but he did get back into the game. I do, do think it's kind of funny that the three kind of buy low, three of the buy low receivers that we've talked about so far were the three guys who were going in that second, third round cusp who were drafted as fantasy wide receiver ones, but were the two on their own teams. Um, in Higgins, Devontae Smith, and, and Waddle, and they're all kind of underperforming. But I think all three of them are are just massive positive regression candidates. I really do. I think some things have just gone wrong for those guys, whether it be injury, uncharacteristic drops, um, that that I think you just still want to invest in these good teams. Like, it, you know, Erickson said, Waddle's on the Dolphins. Well, Devontae Smith's on the Eagles, and T. Higgins is on the Bengals. Like, these are teams we want to invest in. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, how like the similarities between them and, you know, it's not just injuries for them, like the Bengals have been dealing with Joe Burrow's injury. Yep. And, you know, then you look at like Tyree Kill also on an all time heater just to start the entire season. So, um, yeah, that, that's a that's an interesting connection to make there. Get food from your favorite restaurants, plus groceries and other essentials delivered straight to your front door with Uber Eats. This football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything, well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Guys, let's move to the sell high wide receivers. Joe, starting with you. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, I want to. I, I want to get out of the McLaurin business. Um, Sam Howell is on pace to be sacked an NFL record number of times, and you know Ron Rivera is going to counter that and say we need to start running the football more. And what you've seen the last couple of weeks with Washington is if they they haven't been getting the efficiency in the ground game out of Brian Robinson. So they've been working in Chris Rodriguez more to see if maybe Chris Rodriguez, because we know they hate Antonio Gibson. So <laughs> they're trying to see if they get Chris Rodriguez as that early down guy. They are trying for something here to protect Sam Howell. Um, maybe trading away McLaren backfires on me um, if they go to Jacoby Brissett. But look, Terry McLaurin to me is kind of like DJ Moore. We know how good he is. We know he can blow up, but he's never been a true like alpha fantasy wide receiver because of bad quarterbacks, bad offenses, what have you. Um, and with Sam Howell taking the beating that he's taking, I think the commanders are going to try to slow every game down. That's not going to, you know, McLaurin crushes the Eagles historically and they play the Eagles this week, but I, I'm just a little worried that Washington's going to try to slow that game down against the Eagles, and it's just going to be a very poor game plan when they had a good game plan last time. I think they're seriously concerned about about the beating Sam Howell's taking, and I want out of the commander wide receiver business. Do you think there's untapped upside here if Ron Rivera is fired and the natural person to kind of elevate into the head coaching spot would be Eric the Enemy? If he kind of says like, hey, we want to – emphasize getting our best player the ball or, or whatever it is do you think that would make you more optimistic on McLaurin yeah it would uh, and like the last time they played the Eagles you, you remember they gave them all they had and that the enemy had a great game plan get the ball out of Howell's hands quickly get him into a rhythm early because nobody runs the ball in the Eagles so that would be naturally the smart thing to do but man if, if Hal gets sacked early in that game and uh, it, I, I feel like it could be a house of cards, but I agree with that. I, that would be the one thing that would make me concerned about selling McLaren at this point. 
Now, Erickson, your sell high receiver is Chris Olave. Again, just to address it, we put this together before the arrest, you know, can't happen last night. We are operating under the assumption that this there's not going to be discipline stemming from this based on the infraction. Obviously, pay attention to that story and, you know, adjust accordingly. But assuming there's no discipline coming from the NFL, you want to sell high on Chris Olave. Yeah, because he Derek Carr is his quarterback. Like, like, this was my concern with Olave entering the year. I was like, I just wasn't convinced that Derek Carr was an upgrade over Andy Dalton. And I think through seven weeks, I think I've been proven right, at least for the sample size. Now, Derek Carr, you could say, okay, well, he's dealing with the AC joint injury, the shoulder injury. Does that get better? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a doctor. But like, what we're seeing so far has not been good. Chris Olave had 15 targets on Thursday Night Football, and he was a disappointment for fantasy in the first half. Like, he was barely involved in the game. Like... Two for two catches for 17 yards in the first half. Like, where, how is this going to get better? Unless, I mean, do they go to James Winston? I don't know. Because Derek Carr is like willing to play through whatever injury he has. They paid him a boatload of money. I think that he's going to still be the quarterback there. And I just think that as long as he's under center, like you're going to just get more underwhelming performances from Chris Olave. So I'm not convinced that he is going to be the breakout guy that we all projected him to be. I thought that he had a chance to be this year as Michael Pittman, where it was like, all hyped up. He's going to break out. Matt Ryan's his quarterback. Like, and I think that the similarities are uncanny. Like he's seeing a lot of targets. He's seeing a lot of air yards, but it's just not coming together specifically when it comes to touchdowns. Like that's the big thing with Olave. Like he's not used. He's not a featured piece in the red zone. Derek Carr would rather throw the ball <laughs> to Michael Thomas in the red zone on like 12,000 fades than go to therapy. Like, like he's literally obsessed with getting Michael Thomas the ball. And it's a game plan. You know, they have so many of these red zone weapons, Kamara, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. Like they don't want to use Chris Olave in the red zone. So low, timid, low touchdown upside overall. I know the schedule looks nice coming up. So maybe you do sell after for more after he does have that big week because it's like eventually you assume he's going to convert on some of these air yards like he's top five in overall air yards this season so eventually he'll have a big game but i just don't feel hopeful that he's going to be this breakout fantasy wide receiver one like a lot of people drafted so for that reason he's someone i'm trying to move off of are we really still listing jimmy graham as a red zone threat he has one catch this year was it a touchdown how many many touchdowns does Olave have one the same as jimmy graham I wouldn't call either of them a red zone threat currently. <laughs> um, uh, just quickly on Alave Joe, um, pulling up his rest of season. He's wide receiver 15 rest of season right now in half PPR. Is that too high, too low, or just right? It's about right. I'd rather have Devontae Smith, though, who's behind yeah. him. So, we- like, that's that's one of those things where I'll I'll buy the offense that I know, even though it hasn't been perfect for the Eagles. It's an offense that I know scores touchdowns. Well, Derek Carr is addicted to 300-yard passing games <laughs> on which his team puts up 14 points. Like yeah. that, that is what he does. Well, I think it's interesting to bring up because the guys we talked about, like the three main bylaws were Waddle, uh, T. Higgins, and Devontae Smith, Olave, or those three guys. Like, do you want the good offenses, I'll, but I'll number twos? Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I'm just like, you know, like, yeah, Olave's the number one, but what good is that doing to me when Derek Carr is his quarterback? It's like, I almost rather have the efficiency with Joe Burrow as my quarterback or Jalen Hurts or these top tier passers where Carr, I mean, Carr is the reason why Olave is struggling. Like Olave is a great talent, no doubt about it, but Carr is holding him back. Wormdy, would you agree with that? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I definitely had Olave not higher than Waddle, but higher than those other guys going in, you know, in draft season, but you, you have to just adjust based on what we've seen. And I, I was, 
buying into the belief that Carr was not great, but an upgrade over Andy Dalton. And he just hasn't. I mean, he's been bad. So um, at this point, you have to change what you were expecting in draft season. And he has to be behind those other three, just based on the offenses alone. Listener mailbag. Uh, The last listener question here from Twitter is, who is the best player I can get for Ramondre Stevenson plus either Garrett Wilson or Zay Flowers? So, Erickson, who is the name you're looking at that you think you could be able to get for Ramondre plus Garrett Wilson or Zay Flowers? I mean, maybe Tony Pollard. I mean, you're you're flipping running backs. You're, that was the exact thing. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, because that's what you got to. I mean, especially if you're trading Zay Flowers. I mean, Zay Flowers is a rookie that's like breaking out all over the place. Like, I want something good back for Zay Flowers. And Ramondre again, he's been underwhelming, but he's still a running back that you can play, catches passes, so he's not a horrible asset to have. So that's what I would say. Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson, those would be the names I would go after. But Pollard would definitely be the number one. Joe, you said Pollard's your guy too. That was the exact name <laughs> I was thinking of. Like, I, um, I, I'm trying to think of like maybe a, a wide receiver equivalent who might be kind of underperforming a little bit, and I, I'm struggling to come up with one. Um, you know, like Devante? because yeah, well, right. I was gonna say Devante. like maybe Devonte Smith, but like I wanted to shoot a little higher than that in in this deal. And Tony Cooper Cup maybe in- coming off of a bad game. Yeah, yeah Cup or I don't think I, I don't say- think Cup managers are buying that he had a bad game. I mean, he was yeah. he just sucked in that. He had two drops. Like, yeah, was- yeah. Tutu he just had a really stole, stole the touchdown from Cooper Cup. <laughs> Could you yeah. maybe get Puka Nakua for those two? Like, yeah. I wish. But Puka, Puka's yeah, coming off a heater right now. I just don't think anybody's <laughs> trading him. Like, so yeah, I, I I cannot I could not think of a better name than 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 Tony Pollard. Yeah, P- so, Puka's no. down at wide receiver eleven. Down at wide receiver eleven, like for for week eight um i'm trying to pull up the rest of season rankings here but he he's one of those guys that like even if you thought the value was fair on getting him like people who have him are so proud that they got him (laughs) that it's good you're gonna have to overpay to get him yeah because they're just happy yeah he's wide receiver 10 rest of the season i mean some of the receivers i guess so i mentioned so i was actually referring i actually thought Devontae adams like that's who i was actually thinking about um or keenan allen Coming off kind of another. Oh, those are good names. Yeah, Keenan yeah. Allen's a good one. He kind of comes off, and Keenan Allen just had a matchup with Trent McDuffie, who's a dog. So yeah. um, I, I think that those are really good names too. But yeah, Tony Pollard was the one that immediately yeah. jumped to mind, like a yeah. like an underachieving running back right now who has an absolute massive role. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you everybody for tuning in. As always, for Erickson and for Joe, I'm Ryan Wormley. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.
Com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.